Today marks a significant milestone in the history of our church. And uh, we are coming together today to celebrate and to seal, in a sense, two partnerships, international partnerships that God really has formed the last few years. How many of you have ever done any international travel? Can I see your hands? Wow, more than I would have thought. Well, it's a joy, isn't it, to be on the airplane for 24 hours, that kind of thing? We are thrilled with what God has done in joining us together, knitting our hearts together with uh, some new friends at the uh, Bridge Church in Los Anonos, Costa Rica. And some of them are with us here today. You'll hear from them in a few moments. And with our new friends at Makono Community Church in Uganda. And so we come together today to celebrate what God is doing in forging these partnerships. And we anticipate great joy in coming together for the sake of the gospel. Gospel partnership, maybe that's a new concept to you. Paul had uh, a number of these kinds of partnerships, and they brought great joy to his heart. Listen to what he said about his gospel partnership with the church at Philippi. He wrote this in Philippians 1.3, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy. Why? Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And so as Paul thought back on his times with the church there at Philippi, he said, you know what, my heart is filled with joy. And I'm very thankful to God for the memories I have of our partnership and our work together in the gospel. In verse 6 he says this, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. His confidence in God's work in their hearts and their lives was boosted by their partnership. And then notice this, verse 7, It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, because I hold you in my heart. For you are partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for all of you with the affection of Jesus Christ. And so God had given Paul a heart connection with this church that he had been partnered with. And we're seeing that same kind of affection growing and developing in our hearts for our new partners in ministry around the globe. And then he prayed for his partners. He said, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And that's what gospel partnerships are all about, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ for the glory and the praise of God. And so these things that Paul felt in his partnership with the Philippians, thankfulness and joy and confidence and affection and prayer are the things that we hope and pray will mark our partnerships with our new friends. Just to get a sense of what God is doing in these two new international partnerships, take a look up at the side screens. We put a little video together to give you an idea of that. I hope that those faces from uh, those two communities will kind of be etched in your, in your minds. And uh, you realize that uh, maybe anew today, by the time we're done, that your family has gotten bigger than you ever imagined. And that the community of new life spreads far beyond these walls. And uh, that the community of the Bridge Church and the McConnell Community Church spread far beyond their walls. 
This is not a day where we uh, say, hey, guess what? We're going to write a check and send it off somewhere and feel good about ourselves. This is a day where we commit ourselves anew to partnering, not just this way, but this way, with communities on uh, other continents and uh, in different places in this world, one seven hours away and one about, I don't know how many time zones, sometimes it's one and sometimes it's two time zones, depending. You know, I look at those pictures and I realize that uh, God has taken us to those two places and in Makono's case, we have uh, been able to have some of them here and we hope that'll happen from Costa Rica too and we'll be going back and forth These are two partnerships that kind of accidentally happened. And by the way, I'm speaking for Cindy Schmidt this morning, who has lost her voice this week. She's talked so much this week that she's lost her voice. Now, Don gave me a prayer request earlier about this, but I really can't share it. (laughs) These are partnerships that we, uh, you know, it's interesting how God works. We have our plans, and we we, we think we can work things out, and then it, some, sometimes, I don't know if, it's like, if you're like me, it just doesn't work out that way. God kind of says, uh-uh-uh-uh. You're too far ahead, you're too far behind. But when we went to these two places, and we went to both places almost accidentally, we had taken another trip um, to Uganda, but we're in a completely different area, and uh, some connections were made, and suddenly it was growing into a connection with Makono Community Church. We uh, had a canceled trip to Central America, down in that area, in the Caribbean, a, couple, a few years ago. It got canceled at the last minute, and somebody said, I know a place we can go. And With trepidation, we said, okay, let's do this. And two to three years later, we entered a day into formal partnerships with one another of saying that we will mutually benefit one another and mutually benefit the kingdom of God, more importantly. The piece that I didn't see coming is what's happened this weekend. As uh, Rodney and Cindy LaFrance have been here from Costa Rica, and then uh, and Brian will explain why they are stand-ins for um, Pastor Davis and his wife. Brian and Jana Park are liaisons to Makono. They were standing in the lobby last night after the dinner, and what they were discussing was, you know, what if the Bridge Church in Los Anonos adopted one of the kids in the sponsorship program from Makono, Uganda, and were able to say, we we are helping a child in Africa, and so they'll talk a little more about this, but this is, and this is the piece I never saw coming, I don't think any of us really saw it coming, that God's up to this weekend, because his plans are always better, he always works things out, and so we celebrate these partnerships today, and so uh, we're glad to have Rodney and Cindy LaFrance, would you guys stand, especially Cindy, so we can see you. We're very glad to have them here from uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. And Rodney is going to come and share with us what God is up to and what God has on his heart for new life this morning. So let's welcome again Rodney LaFrance. Well, it's, um, it's just wonderful to be here, it really is. This is, um, my wife and I, it's our first time in Ohio, and um, I was all excited about seeing the Buckeyes play, but <laughs> I don't know 
what happened, but um, I think Brian probably would have chosen another weekend for me to come if, if he knew what the outcome was going to be. But um, No, I, I was never really a college um, football fan. I love football, but you guys got us hooked on that, that's for sure, in a good way. Um, we're, we're excited and we're really thankful that um, we're able to partnership with this fellowship because you guys really do bring something that's unique. And uh, it's been a blessing. It really has. It is unique. Uh, my wife and I um, have been in Costa Rica now for four years. And we were serving as associate pastors in a church in Maine before that for seven years. And over the last, I'd say, two years, maybe two and a half years, uh, we, got, we got together uh, for, as a, the beginning, it was the beginning of a partnership, but we were just getting together to make plans for what we could do in, in, in Los Anonos. And in that, we said that this needed to be unto something. We didn't want to just go down to Anonos as teams came down and just continue to... And, and, and these are good things to, to build yellow houses, which is a wonderful thing because it's made connections and it's built relationships. And actually, in uh, one of the houses that we just recently built, we have one of our small groups, and they do fellowship there. And, a, and if I had more leaders, we would be able to have more small groups in the yellow houses that we do build. And, and a unique thing, and I didn't mention this earlier, but the neat thing that happens is when... The teams come down to build yellow houses. They aren't the ones doing it alone. It's so neat that the people in the community, the people that we fellowship with, the people that's a part of the church in Los Anonos, they work hand in hand, and they have learned how to build these houses as well. They're being taught the skills. And I know in the future, um, they're going to be able to say, hey, let's go do this somewhere else, because they've, they've been given a model of what the church can do. And not just in building houses, but in other things too as well. Uh, the church at the present time is, uh, is about a church of about 70 to 75 people, including children. And we've, uh, in this past year, in 2010, we've baptized 32 people, which has been it's awesome. I'm excited about that. I really I love baptisms. And, um, and actually, your church, your fellowship was there. That's another thing. The church came at a time when Brian said, well, what else can we do to help serve and to do here in the community? And I said, well, we don't have the, the ability to be able to take them someplace to baptize them because where we live, there's a river, but the river where we live is extremely polluted, and we wouldn't dare baptize anybody in that place. So we were able to take, the team went with us, and we had a, we had a barbecue and a baptism. We call that B&B, &B, I guess, huh? And, um, and um, they could have gotten barbecued in the Holy Spirit, but, but anyhow, no, we had, we had barbecue and, and we had the baptism and, and it was wonderful and they, you, you guys were able to be a part of that. And there was another church that we, fellow, uh, that we partner with as well and we met this week that was able to be a part of that baptism. Um, it was a different one, but they were able to be a part of those baptisms that we've had. So we're excited about where God's going and... Uh, Right now, at the present time, we do not have, or we didn't have, a place to meet as a whole because there's so many of us. And so we're meeting in homes. We're meeting in some different little, there are tin shacks, and 
we meet in these different little tin homes for fellowship, and it's wonderful. Sometimes there's not enough room for 10 people, but we get 15 to 20. And you say, well, how do they do this? But they just do. They squeeze in, and then there's times that they'll stand outside the door just to listen what's going on, to hear the Bible studies and be involved. It's been wonderful. Uh, we have, uh, and started with a number of young adults, young teenage boys, which has been really interesting. These kids um, have made a difference in my life. But these young teenage boys, um, when we first got there, were just in their teens, and now they're in their early 20s. Some of them are just turning 20, 21, 22 years old. And the neat thing was, that I was out in your lobby here earlier, and I saw a photo of some of the, when the church was being founded, the pastors that are still... Some of them are here. Um, and I looked and I said, boy, these guys all look like they're 20-something. And uh, they're, they're, they were young and, and, and they had a plan and they had a vision for something that God wanted to do in this community here. And, uh, and I thought, wow, we've got a bunch of 20-year-old kids that have the same kind of hunger, that want to do the same kind of thing. And so... I think that that connection and partnering is also is being seeded in the community of Los Anonos. It's really neat to see this because they're ministering and they, you knew what it was like to start a church when you were in your 20s. And so they can seed something into this newfound church in Los Anonos that's going to be terrific. And this, I'm, so I'm seeing these kinds of connections. It's such a, such a blessing. Um, one, one other thing that's really wonderful about partnershiping is that we know that our God, our Father, He works in a partnership. He has His own partnership because He has the Holy Spirit and He has His Son, Jesus. And so they have a partnership, and so that's how God works. He, we couldn't do what we're doing now if it wasn't for this partnership that we have with this fellowship. We just couldn't do it. It's been such a blessing to the community, and they, they love it when they hear that new life is coming. They do. The people in the community just love it when they hear that new life is coming. And also, and I, I'm going to go through a scripture. I wanna, this is where we are at this point in time. And if you have a Bible and you want to open to it, you can. And I know that they're here on the screen, so that it makes it easier too as well. But it's in Isaiah 61. This is a scripture verse that is just, it propelled me years and years ago. It, this scripture verse still propels me. It's never not been fresh in my mind or in my heart. Um, when Jesus was getting ready to, to move on after his resurrection, he said to the disciples, as the Father has sent me, I send you. And it's in John 20, 21. And, um, and this is a verse that, part of it is when Jesus, he quoted this verse in Luke. But we're going to read out of Isaiah. Because when Jesus came, he said, this is how he came. He was sent, but he was sent with an anointing. I'm only going to change, and bear with me, for, I'm not going to change one word. I'm going to take, it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. But I also want to say he's upon us. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon us. We're corporate. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon a partnership. And it says, because the Lord has anointed me for this purpose, 
He's anointed us to bring good news to the poor. And it goes on to say, to proclaim, it goes on to say, he has sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prisons to those who are bound. We live in a community, Los Anonos is in a community where we see drug addiction is, it's unbelievable. The crack addicts and the people who struggle with uh, alcohol and many other types of addictions. And, and we could say, well, hey, that's, that's here in, in Columbus. And, 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 and it is. But on top of this, the extreme poverty, there's, there's a prison that people are in there. And it goes on to say, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. This is a purpose. This is a purpose for partnershiping is to do these things. To grant to those who mourn in Zion to give them a, be- a beautiful headdress instead of ashes and the oil of gladness instead of mourning. This, this scripture verse, the, the more I read it and the, more I, the longer I have lived in Anonos comes more and more alive to me. It just does because I see these things. The garment of praise instead of, the, instead of a faint spirit. That they, here's where it changes. Okay? All of a sudden, there's a people that go out. There's, there's, a, there's the ones that had the anointing to go out with the good news. And then it says that they, the ones that were ministering to, the ones that were going out to, that they may be called, they, the people of Los Anonos, those in Uganda, that they may be called oaks of righteousness. It's like, wow. The planting of the Lord. This is his plant. And it, that he, that he may be glorified. The whole purpose of all of everything that we do is we're here to glorify him. We're here to glorify God. We're here to glorify our Father. And we're seeing God being glorified in most known us. And I know you're seeing God being glorified in Uganda as well. And then it says in verse 4, I love this, it says, they, the people of Los Anonos, the people of Uganda, they will build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. See, there's this, this a transition that happens. It goes from us having the anointing to going out, to going out to the people that God has called us to go to, to take that which God has given us to take, to set the captives free, to preach the good news, and I, they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. And we see that in the community that we're in. There's generation after generations that have been devastated. And now they're going to be renewed. And they're going to be the ones that go out and do the things that God has called them to do. I'm excited about the partnership that we have here. Um, I'm excited about what God is doing. And just one quick story. There's a young man that we have in our community. His name is Dago. And we've just recently been, uh, were able to send him to a nine-month program where he's going to be, be trained up um, to be, be more, um, what's the right word? Um, just in a leadership position more as pastoral. He has pastoral giftings, and we saw this, and we said, we need to send him, to, and we wanted to invest in him. So we sent him to this 
place where he's going to be learning for the next nine months. And it was about three years ago when I first met Dago. I said, so Dago, what do you want to do with your life? He says, you know what? He says, someday I would love, I would love to be a missionary and go to Africa. And this is three years ago. And I'm thinking, wow. Um, God, how are you going to do that? This is three years ago. But then coming here and hearing what's, what God is doing in this church, I went, I know how he's going to get to Africa. Um, new life goes there. And we could, we're, we're partners. And now we can do things together. And it just excited me. I can't wait to get back because there's a part of me that's going like, we, go to, you know, we can tell these kids that they, and these young people that um, not only can they minister in their own community, but they will have dreams that, that they had in their hearts that God's given them can come true. You know, things that they desire to do is, um, is, a, is possible because of following after Jesus. So thank you, New Life. Thank you for partnering with us. It's a blessing to be a part of this fellowship. If I lived, if I lived in Columbus, I'd come to this church. <laughs> I would. And um, I just want to leave you with this message, this, this scripture verse. It's in 1 Corinthians 16, 14. And it says, let all that you do be done in love. Thank you. Hello, my name is Brian Park. And together with, together with my wife, Jana, who's sitting over here, we are blessed to be the, 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 liaison, uh, the liaisons of this church for our church partnership with Makono Community Church. Again, it's a blessing to be here. Um, I want you to know that uh, we knew this weekend was coming, and so we had um, a lot of plans in mind about how this weekend would unfold. And we did everything we could to have uh, Pastor Davis join us here for this weekend. And um, obviously, it, it didn't quite work out. Our embassy wasn't exactly helpful in that regard. Um, but we, we started to think through what could we do to uh, maybe supplement that idea. And so we got a little creative, and we are, we are hoping to be able to connect to him by phone uh, in, a, in, a, in about a minute or so. And so while they're just setting that up, I just wanted to, to let you know that, um, that Pastor Davis is about seven hours ahead of us. And what that means is that he joined us for last night's service. And if you did the, the math right, that works out to be about 2 a.m. in the morning. And so he has had quite the weekend. And, and so we're hoping that... Um, once he connects, you'll be able to welcome him. Pastor Davis, are you there? Yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Church, would you welcome Pastor Davis to our congregation this morning? <laughs> Pastor, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Uh, I, I wanted to see if you okay. could maybe provide us an update and also give us an encouraging word. Yes, yeah, again, uh, our brothers and sisters, I just love to say hello at New Life Church. Uh, again, I'm David Sigonzi of Mukono Community Church. And it's such a wonderful privilege for me to share 
with you in this celebration service. And we are so much excited for your love for us that you have joined us as we serve the Lord and his people here at Mukono. Uh, we really uh, love it so much. And I just want to really uh, share what God is up to in Mukono. And the best way to know what God is uh, up to in Mukono as regards our partnership with New Life Church is just to look into the results of our partnership so far for the short time that we have really uh, known one another. And the first thing we've seen, we are seeing um, more people coming to Christ and to our church as they witness what the Lord is doing and accomplishing here at Mukono through New Life Church. Uh, right now, uh, uh, right from the last year, uh, when the team visited and hosted the ladies' conference uh, in, in September 2009, uh, we saw that God used it at the visit to really reach the people. And the visit attracted so many people, and they got concerned, and most of them joined church. You know, it's amazing how God uses the visit. When the kings visit here, people are amazed. Uh, the visit of the team really encouraged the people around, the people of the community, because they used to see our church, and they couldn't think we, we, we could really uh, come up to something. And so when the team visited and they saw so many Muzungus on our community, they got confidence in our church, and so many of them, as a result, have joined the church. Uh, the other thing that I've seen is the child sponsorship project. It has attracted not only those that were discouraged in the faith, but also Muslims have given their lives to Christ. Actually, as we speak now, we have over 10 Muslim ladies uh, coming to our church, and um, uh, most of them have given their lives to Jesus, and actually they are committed, but all this is as a result of the child sponsorship that New Life Church has started here in Mukono, and we are so grateful for that. Uh, the other thing I've seen is the water tanks that we recently uh, set up uh, through, uh, as a result of the gift that was given by New Life Church. So, uh, we are being supplied with water, this has reduced on the cost of the government water uh, because uh, we couldn't meet those costs actually. But we are so grateful as a church. But also, the people around our church are getting free water and they are really excited. They are, they are wondering how could really uh, how could this happen? And they are interested actually, and most of them are attracted to our church. So I could see. New Life Church is doing a lot of things and uh, in attracting people. Uh, recently, we had mosquito nets. First of all, we got the mosquito nets that when the team came and we gave out some and even we continued giving even after the team left. And so many people have been attracted to church and the thing. They're really amazed how they could get free nets. Uh, the thing I realized, we could not have the funds to get these nets as Mukono Community Church, but out of the partnership and the love that you 
brothers and sisters have for us. God is using it uh, um, as a bridge to really reach his people. In other words, what I can say, God is in the business of touching and saving his people through our partnership here in Kono. And the second thing that is undeniably uh, similar, uh, just thing that God is purpose is that through our partnership and what the Lord is doing through New Life Church, both our ministry team and the entire flock of Mukono Community Church is encouraged in the Lord as we witness the Lord meeting the needs of our church, such as water, uh, electricity. Actually, we have now electricity and uh, we are so much excited about it and uh, education. We love seeing our children go to school and, you know, uh, most of the kids did not have school fees, but now we are seeing them at school and we are so happy about it through the New Life Church sponsorship program. And also the building, our building is beautiful. It's one of the beautiful buildings in Mukono. And, uh, this is because of the gift that you guys gave us when we painted the building and after this project started when uh, the team was here in July. And so many things. Uh, in other words, uh, we are seeing God meeting the needs of our people and meeting the needs of our church through the partnership. And we are so grateful about that. Uh, I just, in the interest of time, I... I just want to really pass on my message. This is really what I feel in my heart to say to you, uh, our brothers at New First of all, I would love to say thank you for loving us and joining us as we serve the Lord and his people of Mokono. Uh, I would love to also confirm to you that on our part, our partnership with New Life Church is answered prayer because just for a short period of time, we've seen God do great things. The thing that I've not talked about is uh, we, we now have land here. It is amazing. You can have, uh, you can build on land, but if you don't have the title deed, it's like you're, they call you a squatter. Uh, anytime somebody else could take out the land. And New Life Church has really helped us. And all this is, rude, uh, is just as a result of the partnership for the short time. It's no doubt, brothers and sisters, that our partnership is God's plan. It is God's plan through which he is fulfilling his divine purposes here in Mokono. I, I just, uh, that's a word I, I really wanted to pass to you. The, 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 the partnership is God's plan. It is, this is through this partnership, God is fulfilling his divine purposes here in Mokono. It's amazing because we didn't even expect this. In conclusion, I would just love to first of all again say thanks to all of you, brothers and sisters at New Life Church, and more so thanks to the New Life Church leadership team, together with the team members who have already visited the Mokono for considering and partnering with us as we serve the Lord and his people. Thanks for your love for us. Love 
uh, is very important. I could, actually, I know that we have done a lot of things and we could do more and more things, but the major thing we are amazed about that really want to, that has challenged us is your love for us. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for loving us. And also, I would also not need to forget to say thank you to Carol Middendorf and her entire family for financially supporting us as a family that supported us the whole of this year. And this has given us ample time for prayer and service to the people of God. But also, it has helped us meet our needs, such as <laughs> I need to to have what to eat for our home. Really, thank you so much. May the good God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Pastor Davis, and we look forward to being able to join you uh, next April as we bring another team to be with you. So may the good Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us this weekend. And may the good Lord continue to do great things in Makono. Thanks for joining. You're so very welcome. Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple of messages I got out of that, that conversation was, one, uh, this church has been an answer to their prayers for a number of years before we were in, involved. And so it speaks to how God moves in this world, how he brings people that you're not expecting to come together in unity under the name of Christ. And the other message I got out of, of what he said, and, and these were you know, his words, is that this partnership is touching and saving lives. I hope that that moves your soul. Um, that's what this is about, touching and saving lives for our, for our good Lord and Savior. I want to um, just share a couple of updates that um, he spoke to, um, but I just wanted to clarify for you. Uh, one is around the mosquito nets. Um, I didn't share this in the other services, but I think it's, it's worth sharing with you. Over the summer, we had um, vacation Bible school here, and there were funds raised to purchase mos mosquito nets for Makono. And together with those donations and some donations that we, we brought with us on our last trip in July. Um, those funds have now uh, been, been turned over and are going to supply 256 nets to families in Uganda. So 256 separate families are going to be impacted through the generosity of the children's ministry here and, um, and your contributions. And you might say, well, maybe that's just um, mercy ministry. But to Makono, they label that as evangelism. And every gift that we give, that's how they view it. It is evangelism. Um, another great testimony is that um, over the last few months, we've been able, to, as a church congregation, we've been able to come around, around 100 children of the 300 we're trying to sponsor in this community um, to give them a hope and a future through child sponsorship. If you heard... Um, what, what Pastor Davis said is that a number of these children were a part of Muslim families when they joined the program, and that at least over 10 of those families, their, their moms have now come to Christ directly through um, the child sponsorship program and your generosity. 
So this church... This church is making an impact through God's calling in, in a place that, that desperately needs it. So thank you once again. If you'd like more information about child sponsorship, there'll be some people in the back after service, and we can talk more to that. So thank you again. Pastor Brian. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Rodney. Um, thanks to our tech crew, by the way, this weekend. They have... Uh, Worked over, several of them have worked overtime, many hours, trying to figure out not just how to get that message, but figure out how to get it into our speakers this morning. And uh, they've worked very hard. We really appreciate you guys doing that. You know, we hear these stories of uh, hungry people, of hurting people. Of, uh, you just heard a pastor say that a little bit of money coming in every month helped them actually eat. You hear stories of... of those who would, uh, who would die apart from a net that costs pennies to us. You hear of uh, people who live in tin shacks and yet will pack into them 20 strong to try to get to know Jesus better and learn the Bible. And, uh, you know, we go and we build yellow houses for people who live in shacks with water running through their floor, and uh, we go to Makono, and we adopt children. You know, the, the, the great part of the story about the kids' sponsorship is that 100 kids now are being impacted by that. The bad part of the story is that there are still 200 to go. So maybe today, God is touching you to say, we need to move out beyond ourselves, and for $35 a month, provide education and Bible training, and food, and uh, clothes for a child who wouldn't have it otherwise. That's not that different than what the church has done throughout history. There have been social ills that had to be addressed, and the church has done so. It, you know, it was the church who realized that ultimately the common people needed Bibles in their languages, and it brought Scripture to them, and then realized they needed to teach them how to read. It was the church who ultimately was the force behind ending slavery in this country and continues to be the force behind ending slavery in countries around the world today. It is the church who in many cases around the world pushes, pushed and continues to push for just laws so that people can live in freedom to worship. Our world today is filled with those same ills that require response on our part. So the question starts to become, do we help those in need regardless of an evangelistic opportunity? The answer is yes. We care for others regardless of any return on our efforts. We never qualify who's worth love. The themes of the gospel, if you carefully study, are very powerful when it comes to suffering and injustice. And at the same time, we have to clarify that the living out of the gospel is not the gospel. The message that we take to people is not that there are rich Americans who come and build houses or provide child sponsorships or help build buildings. You see, without the spoken message of the gospel of Jesus, there is not a message that produces salvation. 
There are many organizations in our world who are really, if, if you just compared what we do, they're doing what we do. There aren't enough of them, but there are certainly enough organizations and enough churches in our nation to be able to provide for all these needs. The difference is the spoken message of the gospel of Jesus that we take with us. Our humanitarian and social justice efforts represent the gospel. They uphold the gospel. They point to the gospel. They are an implication of the gospel, but they are not equal to the gospel. The nature of love shown us by Christ causes us to step into a hurting world, to share that that love and compassion, never requiring a response to the gospel, but with a deep and heartfelt desire that our work of love would be redemptive and would point to the message of Christ's ultimate work of redemption. We must never hold back from boldly sharing our faith. And so ultimately what we want to do is we take the gospel to the nations. Now we have to get the gospel right because you see the gospel can get mixed up. The gospel is not only just serving people. It isn't just doing good things. The gospel is not a list of Christian signifiers. We need to make sure we understand the gospel, that we are truly Christ followers. And we can't get caught in what I call Christian signifiers. It's not about trying harder. It's not about doing better or going to church or quoting scripture or knowing the answers to Bible questions or speaking what we could call Christianese. It's not the fact that your parents were Christians or that some point in your life you said a a specific little prayer or raised your hand at the end of a church service. It is not even being morally upright. You see, we can look to the Muslim world and see very morally upright people. But they neither follow Christ nor do they understand the gospel. Good deeds do attest to true faith, but they're not faith itself. A good life filled with good deeds can fool us, can fool us in our pride to think that our condition is somehow acceptable to God. The core message of the gospel is twofold. Our sinfulness and rebellion from God and God's provision of a Savior. The gospel, what is it? Well, if you'll quickly turn to 1 Corinthians 15, the gospel is found really in a very simple little passage in the first five verses. You, said, you may say, Pastor Brian, 1 Corinthians. Oh, here we go again. Well, we're in chapter 11 now. Getting ready to start chapter 11 in a few weeks, and this is 15. So when we get to chapter 15, nine months from now, Maybe you'll, you'll hear this again, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 5. Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which, I receive, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. That is the gospel. That Jesus came, and he gave his life, and he rose again conquering sin and death, and that he appeared to those after his resurrection. The gospel is simply this. The gospel is the good news of God's promise, and plan to reconcile sinful mankind to himself 
through the atoning death and victorious resurrection of His Son, Jesus, for two reasons, for His own great glory and our ultimate good. That is the gospel. That is the good news that we take to the nations. See, it's called good news. The word gospel means good news or breaking news. And it's good because there was bad news before. The bad news is that left to ourselves... The bad news is that left to ourselves, we have no hope. And even the best we can do cannot be sustained for any length of time, nor can it be ultimately untainted by sin. You see, we just mess it up. We can't help but sin. It's our nature. Our sin cuts us off from God. It causes us to shake our fist at the perfect God and scheme against His rule. Ultimately, we are nothing more than rebels who desire to establish ourselves as God in His place. We want to be the center of the universe, and we want what we want, when we want, how we want it. And what awaits us for all that effort, what we have earned is hell. We deserve death as God's wrath is poured out on the rebellious. You say, well, Pastor Brian, I wouldn't... Uh, consider myself shaking my fist at God, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I don't think that's me. And I'm not as bad as fill in the blank. So I should be okay. Well, I challenge you to do something with me. We're going to create a vertical rating system. Zero to ten. And up here is the perfect holiness of Jesus Christ. A righteous God who sent His Son for us. And down here, we're going to call the worst of the worst. How's that? Okay, so let's rate some people. We won't pick any of you, okay? Let's rate Adolf Hitler. Where would we put him? So I'm hearing toward the bottom, okay? Or below it if we possibly can, right? Okay, let's do a harder one. Let's put Billy Graham on our scale. Somebody last night said an eight. Somebody last night said an eight. Okay. Now let's rate Mother Teresa. The early celebration, she got a nine and a half. Now put yourself on it. Guess what? It doesn't matter. You see, it doesn't matter because none of us rank. We don't rate. I don't remember much of what my ninth grade science teacher told me, but I do remember this. I don't remember his point, but I remember this story. <laughs> he said this. He said, if two people jump off the top of one building, you've seen this in movies, off the top of a building and over the street to another building, because that, that happens all the time. If two people jump off and one of the men misses the other building by two feet, and the other guy jumps and misses it by two inches, the result is the same. It does not matter how much you miss the goal by. You still miss it. It does not matter whether you would rate yourself closer to Adolf Hitler or Mother Teresa. You still don't achieve the rating of Jesus Christ's perfection. The ratings of a Savior who gave Himself for us. That's bad news. We keep missing the building. We keep missing the mark. 
And so there is good news, and that is that God's holiness was satisfied when his love in the person of Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross. It's the place where God's wrath and his love came together. After his death, as we read in 1 Corinthians 15, Jesus was buried and three days later rose from the dead. And then he spent 40 days with his followers before ascending into heaven. Just to kind of prove it had happened. And today he demonstrates his love and his mercy by reaching our world with an offer of life. An offer to individuals to be set free from the bondage of sin and the bondage of death. It's the offer of life to the dying. Those dying under God's judgment. The judgment of this one who would have slayed us, but who instead laid down his life to set us free. To be a true follower of Jesus and to take that message to the nations, we must understand the gospel message. We have to cry out with a wholehearted response of faith to God that we will turn from our sin and follow Christ with perseverance. That is the message that we take to the nations. The implications are wide. The mercy ministries that we do are absolutely necessary. But the gospel message that we speak in Makono and in Los Anonos and in anywhere we go, across the street, across town, or across the world, is the true message of the gospel. And so we go into the world, feeding orphans, providing education, building houses, training in micro-business, painting and building churches, adopting children. All because we have been redeemed and we have been set free from sin and death. Taking that good news to the nations. If that is not the gospel that you have accepted, then you have not yet accepted the gospel. And I hope today that before our time is done, that that will be a gospel that you say yes to. Yes to giving your life to Jesus Christ and committing to following him because of his sacrifice for us. It is that gospel that we picture today in the cross. That we picture today each time we take communion in the Lord's table together. Today on this weekend we wanted to come up with a very tangible way of cementing these partnerships. And so when we tried to figure out something that would be a symbol, it hit us that the serving pieces of the communion table would be a way to do that. That these, this cup and this plate that hold the bread and the wine that represent the body and the blood of Jesus Christ would be a symbol that we are partners in the cross and in the gospel. And so today we are going to uh, exchange these communion serving pieces One set made in Uganda, another in Costa Rica, and then the two here from Gehenna. And our partners will take these back to their communities. And remember that they are partners with us, and we will keep these serving pieces and use them in our communion times to remind us that we are partners with them. So I'm going to ask Brian and Jana to come and stand in again from Okono, and then Rodney and Cindy LaFrance to come from Anonos.
Then I'm going to ask anybody who has been to one of these places on our trips, if you'd come and just kind of gather around behind these couples. You've traveled and ministered in either Costa Rica or Uganda, if you're here this morning. I believe we've taken uh, right at 40 to 50 people to each of these communities over the last couple years. And uh, if you want to go, there's more coming, okay? Costa Rica in January, Makono in April, Costa Rica again in July, and more beyond that. So Pastor Steve is going to exchange this communion set from New Life with a communion set on behalf of Makono Church. And I'll exchange this set with uh, Rodney and Cindy on behalf of the bridge in Costa Rica. Church, let's bow our heads and pray together as we come before the Lord and offer him these partnerships. Our Father, we come to you now, and we acknowledge your leadership in the formation of each of these partnerships. We didn't really orchestrate it. You did. And Lord, we have great joy in these partnerships. Lord, with our new friends in Makono Village and our new friends in Los Anonos, Lord, we are thankful for the gospel partnership that you have formed. And Lord, may there be exceeding joy in the months and years ahead as more and more of our people get to know some of their new friends, brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And we do pray that it would indeed be a gospel partnership, as we just heard. Lord, that our service and our ministry to one another would open up doors for the sharing and the declaration of the gospel message, the only message that saves from sin. Lord, may the cross and the blood always be at the center of our communications with each other. And Lord, under your headship right now, we covenant together with our partners in Makono and our partners in Los Anonos to do gospel work, kingdom work together. And we pledge, as Rodney read earlier, to give all praise and honor and glory to you. And we submit to you now. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.